0: what's going on
1: everybody it's, i'm ryan it's brian we're back and and i'm brian oh you you're gonna you're gonna do it for me okay
0: uh, so i figured we'd skip i don't know we, we gotta figure out like an intro and an outro i think uh like a sign off
1: yeah we'll workshop that we got <laughs> We'll put
0: that out to the the people listening.
1: Hey, listener, uh, um, and I say listener. <laughs> uh, we mean Lauren. What do you wife, think our intro should our Brian's be? Brian's wife. I mean, and what should our outro be? Let us know. Uh, please reach out. Let us know. We'll give you royalties.
0: <laughs> um, we're back, episode two. Uh, it's been a it's been a few weeks, Brian, um, and I wanted to just we 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 talked about numbers uh, before you went away. And I just wanted to go over them quickly uh, because when you start a new project, if you and I had directed a movie, for instance, mm-hmm. opening weekend, you have a number in mind of of money you want to make. And uh, it's no different with a podcast. You want to, you know, you have a number in your head. My number was yep. four because that just meant you, your wife and me listen to it. And then one other person. Yeah. Um, And we had, I hadn't checked the numbers in a while and I uh, jumped on there today and I was shocked. Like, like five (laughs) times 20 no it was uh it was impressive to see the numbers uh to kind of put it into context you think of some of the biggest uh podcasts in the world and Mm -hmm. uh you know spotify they're they're paying a lot of money for good podcasts uh call her daddy for instance is a 60 million dollar podcast wow and she's calling us daddy because you and i are on top of her
1: together god no no, oh, I mean it was good. It was a funny joke, but oh boy,
0: no. Well, you're gonna <laughs> love this one. Joe Rogan Experience, number one podcast in the world. He's experiencing what it's like to be second on the ratings.
1: That one's good. I like that one.
0: Nice. That was a little um, less of an innuendo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. More family friendly. Um, yeah. What's our What's our numbers? Give it to me.
0: They're pretty good. I haven't actually checked in like four days, but last time okay. I checked, they're pretty good. For a first episode on a grassroots show, um, I thought they were. Yeah, I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty good. I saw uh, a lot of people get in touch with me, letting me know the feedback that they had for us. A lot of people said we didn't know what this was going to be like, and uh, you know, I think people were were really impressed at that the makes logo. that makes
1: that makes two of us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys
1: didn't know people what this were, was going to be. Neither did we.
0: Yeah, Still yeah. don't. But people people were impressed about the logo. They liked the logo. Uh <clears throat> we did get one person message the Instagram page asking why my facial hair is so black. And mm-hmm. I figured I would just answer that in person with you, Brian, cuz you were the one that sent that question. <laughs> um yeah, anyone that uh, that seen me in person, you know that I'm more of a, a brownish reddish facial hair. But uh we did hire a graphic designer. He did a he did a bang up job. Uh, but I agree. Uh, he he definitely make me look a lot more Italian.
1: I think he was basically English. just like there's two colors of hair, blonde or black. You guys aren't blonde, so therefore <laughs> black, <laughs> no in between. I don't I don't mess with hues of brown. No 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 no. Yeah, that wasn't in the palette. Blonde. Yeah
0: yeah. Um, the uh, the other feedback I got, people really liked Brian's marriage advice in episode one about how to handle. Uh, a spouse that's maybe not getting ready on time, um, which was awesome. One guy actually texted me and said that he plans on using that in the future. And and I don't want to out this person. So all I'm going to say is that he's married to my second oldest sister. Um, <laughs> so yeah, episode one was uh, was good. Um, episode two is going to be very animal centric, I think. Reading some of the news stories uh, that we we compiled here, it's going to be very... Uh, Crocodile Hunter-ish of us, I think.
1: Extreme. It's extreme podcasting here. Going to talk about crocodiles. Oh, I saw the the link name for one of these, the New Year's Eve fireworks canceled. because I'm not even going to finish that one. We'll, we'll get into that a bit later. But well,
0: there's, there's terms we can use in, in lieu yeah. of that. Um, and now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. What would Brian do? Uh, Brian... <laughs> uh, the, the host of the show, basically the, the, the guy who, who's got it all figured out. Your life is so much better than mine. Um, what are and you I, saying? I love asking questions to try to get you, uh, you know, to give proper advice. <laughs> and, uh, and this is one for the grandparents because, uh, my Nana called me last week. You were, you were out of town, uh, calls me up and right away, asks me if I'm in jail, uh, to which I replied, no, should I be? <laughs> <laughs> uh because she got a call from somebody claiming to be her grandson and uh saying that i hit a woman with my car and that uh, i needed a thousand dollar i needed to pay a thousand dollars of bail money to a lawyer and uh you know nana was on top of her game that day she said uh, let me call you back hung up the phone called For me nana. on my cell phone and uh and, you know then asked me the question and um you know ask asked me if I hit a woman uh with my car I said, it depends. did she survive and nana said yes and I said, well, then that's definitely not me but you know i I wanted to ask you what uh you know what would you do in that situation if you were if you got a call saying- uh, ryan's in jail bring a thousand dollars to an alleyway
1: with my vast experience of being a nana um <laughs> <laughs>
0: You what do go to bed at a shockingly early time for somebody who's in their in their thirties. I
1: have most of the qualifications of being a nana. Um, I go to bed shockingly early. Um, I I love I love tea. Uh, I love to drink my tea uh, when I sleep. I sleep with a nightcap on. Um, <laughs> one of those long ones that kind of comes down to the side with a little poof ball. And I, I don't believe in, I don't believe in flashlights. It's only candles, um, on, on a little, <laughs> little tin thing that I carry around the house. Um, it waiting for the more ghost, than, uh, than, elderly. <laughs> waiting for the three ghosts of my Christmas past and future <laughs> and present to join me. Um, what would I do? I mean, your nana, I've gotta say, I, I can't give any advice here because your nana nailed it. Uh she went full on detective mode there. I was she's probably it sounded like she was like one step away from going like John Wick on this guy and basically showing up to that alleyway, pretending to be this eighty-year-old frail woman, and then from underneath her nightcap and gown, she pulls off and she's wearing body armor and strapped with 9 millimeter guns and just starts firing. Be like, y'all never <laughs> take my grandson's money! <laughs> um, and then she discovers this whole underground mafia mob of Russians uh, where they use gold coins as a way to, um, you know, assassinate <laughs> one another. I'm going into the plot of John Wick. Uh, yeah. What... That's again, yeah, your your nana, she she 10 out of 10. Um I need to take some advice from her. Can we do a segment where it's what would your nana do? <laughs> oh god. Because I feel like she would have a wealth of knowledge um on on day-to-day subjects like this cuz she nailed that one. I would have I would have I would have fallen for this scam, let's be honest. <laughs> would you Oh, oh my god, my friend Ryan? <laughs> He's in prison? I mean like I've always kind of half expected it so like it wouldn't be that much of a surprise to me and i've got i've got some money in a shoebox under my bed and it just says for ryan's bail uh the, the ryan the fund yeah and i just kind of every paycheck i put like 10 or 15 dollars to the get ryan out of jail <laughs> fund uh because let's be honest ryan uh, we, we're we concerned about you and, and you burned a lot of bridges so y- i even if I even if I'm upset with you, I still five to ten dollars into the the, the Ryan fund in my shoebox uh, every week. So um, you're up to you're up to about like seven seventy $7, five hundred dollars in legal advice since I first met you. <laughs> um, so that's that's a pretty good spree. That's a pretty good uh, crime spree. You can go. That's on. good. Yeah.
0: You, you've given me some uh, some some wiggle room yeah Um,
1: think about that you've got options that would be
0: one of those things i'd be in court they'd be like and you're fined five thousand dollars and i'd be like really and then I would just be like, give me, you know, give me, give me an hour. And I would go out and I'd yeah. commit another crime. You, just, like, no, you, even better you just
1: look back. You look back into the, the, into the, the audience at the court and you just see me smiling and nodding. Like, yeah, we got it.
0: We're good. <laughs> we got a little bit more, a little bit more. Right, Don't me, you yeah, dare back.
1: take that guilty, that guilty um, plea. <laughs> we fight this. You are not guilty. Get out on bail. We've got an extra $2,500 to get you down to Tijuana. Start over. <laughs> Oh yeah, so with my your skin, retirement's yeah, I, all I, I, planned out. Well, it sounds, like, actually planned it sounds like it sounds like your environment for you. <laughs> yeah,
0: you have formed my getaway plan more than I have, uh, which I yeah. appreciate. That's a sign of friendship. Um, that's why. Uh, that's why we hang out. Um, uh, yeah, I like that. I mean, shout out to my nana. She is not listening. Uh, trying to set this up, what? Uh, Spotify <laughs> account up for her. Yeah, this might come as a surprise, but. Uh, technology not Nana's strong suit but uh, shout out to Nana because she definitely handled it the right way and I do agree I think my Nana would show up uh you know give off the impression she was a a weak old lady and then she would uh she'd be like you know call an ambulance but not for me and then just start (laughs) capping people so
1: all-time favorite Uh, favorite Jeff, the call an ambulance but not for me oh oh Nana
0: yeah uh Blue Monday just happened we we just had that third Monday. For those that don't know, what what is Blue Monday, Brian?
1: It's the worst day. It's like three. <laughs> it's the three Mondays after uh after the New Year or after Christmas or something, and they call it Blue Monday because a the weather is terrible, which it has been. B it's still really dark. C all of your Christmas decorations have probably just come down. Um, hopefully, uh, and then like. The, the the third or the fourth uh piece there is that generally that's when people's credit card statements are due from from Christmas, an expensive Christmas. Um and and in my own personal life it was um Christmas, but then also it was my uh my wife's thirtieth birthday. It was a milestone birthday. So obviously we did we did um go out a little bit more for that, uh and and did a little bit of like a cabin trip there. So like, yeah, uh Blue Monday rolled around and God, it's not a not a fun day of the year. It's it's really not. Um, but I wanted to ask the, the question and I, I, to either our listeners um, or, or Ryan here, more specifically Ryan, because he can talk to me right now. But what do you do to help with Blue Monday? Like, what's your kind of. You know, thought process there.
0: So I, I kind of go the other way because I've heard people say, well, Blue Monday, it's also when your resolutions kind of you know fail. Right, the people that are in the right. gym. Yeah, that's January first. They're gone by you know the third Monday. For me, I, I kind of do my year. I delay my New Year in a way. Um, like I don't go to the gym for the first couple weeks of January. I, I mm-hmm. lose my temper yeah. with people. Um, I, I try not like I don't really go out. I don't do anything. I actually had uh, to kick off the year. I had some car problems, so Blue Monday really did affect me this year because of the fact that uh, I was without a vehicle for a bit couldn't really go anywhere. And then uh, I also had to drop, you know, a substantial amount of money on the car. Um, So how do I battle it? I mean, basically, I think the way to get around it is you got to be, you know, financially responsible, I think, over the holidays, which is hard to do, especially, you Mm -hmm. know, and I know you have nieces and nephews, you've got a wife, um, you know I have a lot of nieces and nephews and I had to really uh, you know kind of budget things out uh, tougher they're expanding I mean we have a, a, yeah. a, a another one coming in like three weeks and then uh, another new child in the family in May uh, so Christmas 2023 uh, <laughs> I'll be skipping meals in December but uh, <laughs> you know my advice to people is is, is really just to um, you got to find someone to hold you accountable. Brian holds me accountable in a lot of different ways. I've And I mean, for me personally, like my resolution this year, I've got a project I'm working on that I don't want to talk about on the podcast, but you know what it is. Um, And I'm, I'm working hard to finish that. And I I think that if you feel like the third Monday of the year is going to kick your ass with your resolutions falling apart or, you know, I mean, the bills, you can't really help, but everything else you can help. If you have somebody that's, that's holding you accountable. Um, or you can just go on a bender for the first couple of weeks of January and just totally delay everything. Uh, forget about that first couple weeks. So that Blue Monday really isn't a Blue Monday. It's just like, it's Monday.
1: It's a black, black Monday. It's like a blackout Monday. Oh. It's like
0: blackout two weeks. And then you wake up and it's like, oh, okay. It's mid-January. All right, time to start the year.
1: The idea of going on a bender after like holidays during January. Like, again, I get such a a, a reverse dopamine rush whatever that is i guess a dopamine depletion after the the holidays kind of end because it's like all this anticipation and it's good to be with family and and like social and and you do all these things and then like january hits and it's like all right like this month just call it a write-off it's 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 gonna be um i don't know it's like a rebuild month almost it's like you go you hunker down and you just you just grin and bear it get through it and then February, eh, it's a little bit better. Uh, we got family day. Now we have that extra staff, so that's always something to <laughs> well, look forward for to. for you, you have your wife's birthday
0: this month, then you have Valentine's day next month. And,
1: it, and it, yeah. And I, and then March is obviously that's St. Patrick's day and that's, that's my birthday. That's at least, and then, at least and a and $500. Then may,
0: yeah. Well, and then in may you have your one year anniversary too. This is setting wow. up to be a very uh, expensive year for you.
1: Thank you for tracking all these for me, Ryan. Um, <laughs> the best part about this, like January was, was honestly, was was getting away for the 30th birthday, um, for the wife's 30th birthday, because it was actually like, okay, let's let's lean into the bad weather and go to a mountain where it's bad weather means good weather, because that means snow and, and kind of do all that. But like, yeah, um, after all that, now it's like, okay, now my, my Blue Monday started on Monday because that was after the birthday weekend, so... Oh. Um, but yeah. So your advice there is just hold yourself accountable. Be
0: be better. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I, I mean, it's it's not uh, the funniest answer, I guess, for the the content of well, what we not. want this podcast to be. But that, but that's my advice. My advice would be to kind of delay <clears> things a little bit and just kind of start mid January, and then you don't feel that uh, you know that true blue Monday. I feel like people like. I mean, you know, I was at your place New Year's Eve. By the way, thank you for hosting uh, New Year's Eve you know you wake up the next day after being up till midnight you know having a few drinks eating some bad food and it's like i'm not going to the gym i'm not doing much of anything that day and i feel like for a lot of people that's what gets them is that they're, they're kind of almost like january 2nd they're like oh i didn't do what i was supposed to do on day one and then mm-hmm. uh and like you said when the, the bills come in you know just what you should do for christmas you fly away you spend all your money on yourselves you you don't leave anything. You call your family on Christmas, but you just leave. I'm gonna, then, I'm gonna
1: fake my. I'm gonna fake my own death uh, December first.
0: Yeah, I mean, year. or do that. But that would be my advice. I think that you just have to be, uh, you know, holding yourself accountable, uh, and then uh, and then you don't <clears> feel so bad.
1: So you heard it here, um, Brian's Serious advice of hold yourself accountable, and Brian says fake your own death. Um, <laughs> two extremes. Pick two your very points. different extremes. Yeah rise up or pretend you are no longer on this earth
0: uh you had a question in uh, in the show notes about cheap meals and i, I don't there yeah, was no context so... to this question so
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> you could tell i was kind of like stressing about uh about um bills and all that when I added some of these notes because I said, how do you cope with Blue Monday? And then underneath that, I said, what are your best cheap meal options? And then I wrote in brackets, funny answers only, please. But we were throwing out those instructions, apparently. No,
0: no. It's funny you actually say that because somebody asked me today, a coworker of mine who's married, was like, treated me like I was a zoo animal and was like, what do you make for dinner? Like, so like you live alone. Like, what what do you eat? And I was like, I eat people like people food like what do you like what do you mean what do i eat you know
1: thought there for a second you said i eat people and i was like oh my god very
0: getting to be that open about that
1: um (laughs) so yeah what's your what's your favorite uh what's kind of favorite cheat meal it's hey you know what you got to get by it's something that's delicious maybe nutritious um but more importantly doesn't break the wallet
0: yeah, no, I think if it's cheap, it's not uh, It's not going to be the healthiest. I'm the kind of guy, like I can order like a large pizza that'll last me three days. Um, you know, and, and you kind of work that out. I mean, it's 25 bucks or whatever, uh, but three days worth of meals or dinners anyways. Um, that's pretty good. Um, are you I'm a big a fan. $25
1: of, for a pizza? Where
0: are you getting your pizza? For like man? a large pizza? Yeah. Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. No free ads. Uh, but I, I'm a big fan of uh, actually a really good healthy way to eat is eggs um you've seen the commercials probably if you live in british columbia the dairy farmers of british columbia they're like eggs they're not just for breakfast and sometimes i'll I'll whip up some scrambled eggs and some hash browns and that'll be dinner um that's you know that's something you can make you can buy all the ingredients for under 10 bucks and uh and go nuts on that uh i don't know man i don't like i try to make sure that what i'm eating i'm i'm you know, I'm a health guy. I like working out. I like to, especially as we get older, I've noticed like, it's not, you know, the metabolism slows down. Right. Um, So so I, I don't mind spending a little bit of money on food, but there's definitely times, especially when I was like unable to drive anywhere. I couldn't get to the grocery store.
1: Mm.
0: I learned about Uber eats and I was, I was, I was having like coffee delivered to my house for like a dollar.
1: So expensive. Uh, Yeah. Crazy. Oh God. Yeah, I know. And it's, The convenience through pain, especially like during COVID where it's like, I don't want to go into a restaurant. So I'm just going to spend, you know, $42 for McDonald's to come to my door. (laughs) $42. 42 It's so expensive. I heard a really good side note. I heard a really good reason for why Uber and and skip the dishes and... um, even like Airbnb, why these tech companies, these services that we used to love, um, got expensive, and and obviously partially due to inflation, but a big piece of it is they're no longer um, subsidized by like venture capitalist funding. So as these companies were getting their legs off the ground and being like, "Hey, how do we mass appeal to everybody?" It's a it's a tech company, right? So it's it's based basically a lot on the the valuation of the of the company of like what its potential profit is. But tech companies and and some of those companies like um, yeah, Skip the Dishes and Uber, they're burning so much money the first, you know, however many years before they go public or whatever. So during that time, that's how a lot of those costs were subsidized. So it's like, oh, wow, Uber's cheaper than taxi or Airbnb is cheaper than hotels. In actuality, it was because of that, that, um, that uh, subsidization from vendors or from, from them. And now that it's gone public or that they're more popular and people are latched onto them. Now you're seeing, okay, this is a pretty hard business model, uh, for them to continue to make the profit that they need to make. So the the price gets passed on to the consumer. So I've been noticing a trend, Airbnb, so much more expensive, um, almost to the point where it's rather I'd rather go to a hotel uh, because of all the service fees and cleaning fees and stuff. And then same with Uber, like it's like, oh wow, I thought this was supposed to be like a, a the taxi killer, but it's you know I'm not I'm not being paid off directly by taxi companies and hotel clients. <laughs> but in a roundabout way, I kind of am.
0: This episode is sponsored by Hilton, the big hotel. Book your next stay at Hilton.
1: Um. My, my favorite old cheap meal, I haven't done it in a while, but my biggest, like my favorite uh, cheap meal that I used to do when I was younger was um, ravioli sandwiches. So you take Chef Boyardee and you, you heat that up and you take white bread and you butter the bread and then you put the ravioli between the two pieces of bread and, and you eat it. And it's like, it's, it's, it's pretty delicious, but it's like crazy carb heavy and carbs (laughs) like in the worst way where it's just, it's it's chef Boyardee in a can and, and white, white wonder bread. It's like, it's basically just glue in my stomach, uh, but it, it holds oh. you over. It, it makes you, makes you full <laughs> for like two weeks. Days. <laughs> that sounds God
0: awful. Send us your, uh, send us your favorite cheap meals. Brian needs them. Apparently uh, you can DM us It'll be in the show notes. Uh, let's move into uh, our, our second to last segment that I have so creatively titled. What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? This is where Brian and I come up with just one thing that we have either watched, read, or listened to over the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, Brian, what do you got?
1: Okay, on the spot. So this time, last time when you're like, oh, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? I thought I was supposed to name all three. So that's why I started with a book. And then after you're like, all right, moving on. I was like, oh, I... (laughs) <laughs> I would have picked a movie. I, I will that say that like we did we ago. somebody sent us ago.
0: the fire emoji about your
1: uh your, Ooh, book, title, who was your it? book
0: recommendation. Uh was it it was your friend Sean. Yeah, yeah. Sean was
1: uh <laughs> I was Sean like, you want to add anything to, to that?
0: And I saw that he just left me on red. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need to know about it. It's just fire. <laughs> <laughs> um what I will uh I'm gonna throw out this recommendation. I watched it recently. bullet train maybe you you've heard of it uh it's on amazon prime i think right now for free if you have amazon prime um super fun movie it's about a bunch of uh crazy kooky assassins that all end up on the same bullet train in japan and uh they're all trying to complete uh different jobs or a job and they all kind of get in each other's way it's starring brad pitt it's starring the the guy from Atlanta, not Childish Gambino, but his um the guy who plays Paperboy, uh, for those of you who watch Atlanta. Um and there's a lot of really fun cameos in it as well. Um I had like I was watching it, I watched it by myself. Uh Lauren was out and I just basically was like this this movie is a ride. I'm loving it. It is like I've heard reviews being like, "Uh, you know, it's it's a bit over the top or crazy," but like that's exactly what i wanted it to be and um yeah i really i do recommend it if you like ridiculous kind of almost like a graphic novel or like comic book style movie where it's really funky and the shots are weird and and it's really like hammed up 10 out of
0: 10 sounds a lot better than avatar 2 uh my recommendation (laughs) My recommendation uh, is a book I recently finished. Uh, it's called Fighter, My Journey to the NHL, written by a guy named Aaron Volpati, who's a, a BC boy it's from Revelstoke. Um, I actually had a chance to, to talk to Aaron back in September uh, yeah. before the book came out, so I didn't really know too much about his story. But uh, you know, this isn't your typical jock that like kind of just woke up in pro sports one day. Uh, when he was 20 years old, he lit himself on fire uh, in, a, in a camping accident. Um, burnt up his body pretty, pretty badly. Like he was airlifted wow. from Vernon, British Columbia to Vancouver, uh, stuffed yeah. in the burn unit. He chronicles uh, what that was like. It sounds like, it. I, I you know, you, you think about ways that you want to die and like the worst ways to die. And for me, drowning was always the worst way, but, uh, but what he talked about in the burn unit, um, yeah. it just makes it, uh, it just sounds so, so horrend- uh, horrendous and psychologically, um, terrifying uh but yeah. what happened was he he ended up um basically he was told you're lucky to be alive like forget about playing hockey ever again and instead he uh he laid in the hospital bed he talked about just visualizing every day i'm gonna get out of this bed uh they told him you know just lay there basically uh he would do uh body weight exercises uh, as much as he could and ended up hitting the ice again a few months after burning himself up, got a scholarship to Brown University, finished up four years there, and the Canucks signed him, and he played uh, a little over 100 games in the NHL. Wow. Uh, So the book does talk about his time in the NHL as well, but the the cool thing was he graduated from Brown with a degree in uh, neuroscience or neurobiology, something like that. So at the end of the book, he does go through these visualization exercises because that's what he does now. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. got a business um, helping athletes with that, yeah. And uh, so it was it was just a really inspiring story to an extent. Um, yeah. I saw actually the other day he posted that they just wrapped up the audiobook portion of that as well so you can check that out. Um but yeah, he was a he was a great guy to talk to but uh, I had no idea, I had no idea the extent of the damage that he did to yeah. himself. Um and even uh, even after that, you know, he talks about going through covid, his wife, uh they had some they, you know, she was very sick um and, and some scary moments there where he thought, you know, maybe Maybe she wasn't going to survive um, due to some health uh, challenges. And so, really, really overall, uh, I couldn't put it down. I read it in about three days. Uh, It's an easy read. And like I said, you don't have to be a hockey fan or a Canuck fan or anything like that to get into it. I think that anybody uh, can benefit from reading the book. Um, That was our recommendation. Let's get into stories from around the world. Um, Look, Brian, we just had New Year's, uh, and people want to get together on New Year's, whether that's you know, in your case, uh, inviting some people over for celebrating. Some people like to get out; they like to go, uh, you know, into the city. They like to get on the beach, watch a fireworks show. And uh, for the town of uh, of North Yorks, which I'm not sure where that is exactly, uh, they had, uh, or sorry, Scarborough, North Yorks. Scarborough, it sounds very yeah. sounds very United Kingdomy. Yeah, uh, they had their fireworks display axed after a walrus. Practice the act of self-love
1: on the beach. Either either it wasn't a big crowd to begin with, or this was a pretty big spectacle that they're like, all right, there's 20,000 people here lined up for this fireworks show, but we just in good conscience can't go on with the show while this walrus is uh, going to town. <laughs> I, I would love to be like the decision maker in that. like They're like, okay, get everyone together Offside's like, okay, what are we going to do about this Walrus problem? Do we continue with the show? You can't continue with the show. Are you mad? Like, what do you think of the children? Um, but yeah, I, I love how Richard Colson, age 51. It's amazing how much attention it's brought. It's the first time I've ever seen one. It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> you respect it. You respect nature. When you see something of that size, it's tusks are bigger than my arms. What a quote. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely don't know what he's talking about. Like, what part of the walrus? Is he talking about the whole walrus?
1: Just, no, it's tusks. Well, that, but also he's saying it's tusks are bigger than my arm. Um, but I... Uh, the, the thing
0: I like about the story, first of all, the walrus is named Thor... And apparently, he's well-known. Like, uh, apparently, he was traveling.
1: (laughs) He's masturbating in public. This is a...
0: (laughs) And listen, we (laughs) don't... Don't forget that. We don't king shame on this podcast, okay? Uh, People do all kinds of weird things. People do this on the beach. Like, that's why I can't go with my older brother anymore. (laughs) The the thing that I like about the story is that they... It's like... First of all, the walrus's name is Thor. Which, uh, you know, that's a pretty cool name for a walrus. But the fact that... You're right. People... Like they just shut down the light show because of him. Like you're going to let the walrus dictate Thor how much that fun town. people can have. Yeah, exactly. Like what kind of message does this send? Because the walrus is going to go back to his walrus buddies and he's going to be like, you know what? You ever want the beach to yourself to just lay out? This is all you got to do.
1: You know what I think it is, is they've, they've stopped Thor before and, and Thor murdered 14 <laughs> people that day. So they're like, you know what, maybe it's, we'll just move. We'll move the whole thing to a different day, but it's, it's the new year's Eve. No, 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 no. It's, we're not getting in the way of Thor and his, his um, little routine. So we'll, we'll do it another day, January 2nd. That'll be our new Year's.
0: <laughs> yeah. It says that the, uh, the council officials asked the light show so that he was not disturbed. So I guess it started out as them being like, you know what, we don't want to distress the animal. <laughs> and it was all, and then all of a sudden he just said, well, so there's gotta be some form of entertainment here let me bring it like so the way that the, is that the, the order
1: f- of operations was that the they were gonna do it but then they saw this this walrus and they're like hey okay we're gonna we're gonna be cool to you thor we're not gonna scare you with the big loud exploding fireworks we'll do it another day or we'll just cancel it all together and thor's like hot dog this turns me <laughs> on <laughs> this power that i have over all yeah, is, is yeah. really that's it's like the kanye the key song. factor here
0: no, no one man should can. have all that power. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love it because it, it's just it, they seem so happy. Like all the quotes that you saw in the story, the one you read, too. And people are like, yeah, it's really cool like to see him. And it's like he now knows I run this city. Like I yeah. can do whatever I want.
1: I'll make an eye contact with him. That's just weird. <laughs> oh, wow, it's Thor. <laughs> Thor's like, hey. Um, uh, what else do we got here? Oh uh, this one. Yeah, I like this.
0: Uh, a pigeon. And again, this is a local story. A pigeon wearing uh crystal meth like a backpack caught inside a BC prison yard. Uh the Corrections Officers Union is quoted as saying, This is kind of a curveball.
1: <laughs> we've got this uh we've got this bird smuggling in drugs. This is a curveball for us at the BC justice system. Um I'd like to believe that the it started out as a dove, but the effects of drugs turned it <laughs> eventually down the this, this path, and now it's just this shell of a bird as a pigeon smuggling in drugs, uh, just trying to make make a, a couple of bucks so it can get its own rocks and and uh, get high that day.
0: Yeah, I, I love the quoting from the, uh, the the guy that was, I guess, the spokesperson on the story. Uh, he said that the officers had to corner it, which makes me laugh. Like the visual of grown men who are corrections officers having to uh, to corner a little bird says after a lengthy period of time, the officers apprehended the bird, removed its cargo and set it free.
1: And then the officers obviously just pocketed the, the mess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's like cleaning up the prison typical canadian justice system right the catch and release they just kept the drugs sent him on his way uh randall the uh the (laughs) spokesperson says that the package contained about 30 grams of crystal meth which he described as quote a fairly substantial amount of the intensely addictive stimulant Uh, most most pigeons
1: most pigeons wouldn't be able to carry that but because this pigeon was also high on crystal meth (laughs) 30 grams was no problem it actually flew in from south of the border. And I'm talking Mexico. Uh, it did that flight in about two hours, dropped <laughs> off the drugs into a BC prison and then returned home. Well, and then
0: the, he says that it's definitely scary with the fact that it was crystal meth that was found on the bird because that causes a whole lot of problems. You don't say. It's, it's, <laughs> it's amazing to me that it's just, and they, they're investigating They say crystal
1: it. meth is a gateway drug into harder drugs. Harder <laughs> than crystal meth.
0: Well, I just don't understand because they keep saying we're investigating, but we would not provide further details. Like, what do you have to investigate? Who's who's trained the pigeon? I'm actually genuinely curious, like who somehow cornered a pigeon and then taught it. You need to go to this corrections facility with crystal meth on your back to then deliver the drugs Um, to somebody on the inside.
1: Well, I mean, like homing pigeons, I think they they just naturally would go to wherever you kind of set them to. I'm not, um, and forgive me, uh, viewers, I'm not up to date on. You sound like you know a lot about training. This. <laughs> but, but I I've always thought is okay. Well, wherever that pigeon is is deemed its home hence the name I'm making this up, but uh, that it goes back to it. It does actually, it will go back. Like that's how they would, you know, carry your pigeons and things like that. They would, they would basically like separate it from where it originally was, put a letter on and then let go and it would go back. So this sounds like an inside job. If you ask me, uh, it was born in the prison. It was raised in the prison. <laughs> <laughs> it, it got out prison break style. Um, but then also prison break style season two, it had to go back in to prison. Um, but this time carrying 30 grams of crystal meth, um, obviously to probably, I don't know, uh, bribe one of the guards. So then it could release all of its (laughs) other friends that are are being held against its will, other pigeon friends or human friends. Maybe the the pigeon joined a gang uh, in, in, in the clink and now um, it's trying to break them free. So I think we have a bigger plot here that there's a mass prison break that was foiled by these guards and, uh, what's his name? Clint Randall. Randall um, <laughs> stopped this this four-year plan of a massive prison break in BC. We'd be overrun with criminals right now. So thank you, Randall, um,
0: for, <laughs> for your you, service. Thank you for the Correctional Facility, for keeping our streets safe.
1: <laughs> and the last part I'm going to say, and this is the, the, the um, I think, uh, the silver lining to this story is that they say drones are typically the problem. Um, for dropping drugs. And, and I have to respect that the working class pigeon and, and, (laughs) um, you know, wasn't being like, Hey, my job's going to be replaced here by technology. I'm, I'm doing this myself (laughs) and I'm I'm doing this the old fashioned way. Pigeon drop, you know,
0: that is true. That's a good point. You know, we got to keep the people working. We can't let automation take over. And, what happens
1: uh, if, if all these pigeons are unemployed, then they're going to turn to hard draw. Oh, wait. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I love the story. I just think it's it's just the the visual of like half a dozen correctional facility officers like corner the pigeon and then just like try to catch it. Like, you know, in the US, they would have just lit that pigeon up. But in Canada, they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> Well, we'll they just we'll take this. No, we're gonna mm-hmm. we're
1: gonna prosecute him to the full extent of the law. Um, he's gonna get he's gonna get one year, but uh, he can serve one third of it on good behavior and the other third of it on probation outside of the correctional facility. We don't want to separate him from his family. Uh, That's the right. best I think the best sentence in this entire article has to be: We've been focusing so much on drone indirection uh, or interde- inter- interjection. Now we have to look at I guess pigeons again. Said Randall, (laughs) who hasn't heard of another live pigeon incident in BC in his thirteen years of experience. So it's like Pigeons were the tried and true method, and and people are like, Okay, drones are too easy to track and intercept. So it's like, let's get back to the roots. Let's start putting drugs in animals again. (laughs) That's nature healing
0: itself. Like I feel like with these two stories that we just had, it's like you know, the last couple years have been uh, have been pretty crazy. A lot of division on politics and, and vaccines and that kind of thing. And as we were all fighting with each other, the animals were watching,
1: and yeah, they were evolving. I was just gonna-
0: <laughs> they were the ones. They were saying, "You know what? Let 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 the let the right wing and the left wing fight. Let the anti-vax and the pro-vax fight. In the meantime, the walruses are going to be taking back the beaches. The pigeons are going to be dropping off uh, illegal contraband in the prisons. And we weren't ready." We sat here, and we were we were so focused on each other, we weren't looking at everything else around us.
1: The goddamn genius. So, uh,
0: so Randall's correct. It is a reality check. We need we need to get back to focusing on uh, on nature and what's going on
1: there. Randall's the only one who can save us. He sees he sees past all this. He knows what's <laughs> up. Yeah,
0: like, you know, just picture Randall living in the woods by himself, like like seeing- a
1: Spear being. The pigeons are bringing in drugs and the walruses are (laughs) pleasing themselves on the beach to move our celebrations so we can't experience joy. And then we fall into a depressive state where then the pigeons are going to make a jailbreak and then we can't control them.
0: It's like Jurassic World where they find Chris Pratt just living on one corner of the island by himself without a cell phone or anything. And they're just like, we need you. And he's like, is it happening? And they're like, (laughs) it is. And he's like, I fucking told you so. And that's (laughs) Randall. Randall's like in the interior with
1: no Wi-Fi, you have to ride an atv but only if randall is has trained like chris pratt has with the raptors but he's trained like sparrows and he's just doing that 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 pose <laughs> yeah. being like oh, 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 <laughs> snapping and clicking and all that to his sparrows to try and train he's them, trained but falcons to attack the pigeons yeah i love it oh my
0: god what a story uh this is what it's like living in western canada brian we don't really get too much excitement uh we just get drug dealing pigeons um <laughs> I think that does it, buddy. I think uh, episode two, I think we can wrap it up here. Um, we don't really have a sign-off. I feel like we should have some sort of a quote, maybe a movie quote. I don't know if you heard anything recent. What did they say in uh, in that movie you watched, Bullet Train? Was there one guy that had a, a snappy catchphrase?
1: Um. Yeah, I think at the end, uh, Brad Pitt's like, next time I'm taking a plane. <laughs> So stupid. Uh, Yeah, it's because I I made that up, and Brad Brad didn't say that. Yeah, but that would have been pretty. It would have been pretty funny. And then they just have the follow up to Bullet Train is they all get on a plane, and it's a bunch of assassins that are trying to actually. You know, I'm gonna write this down. Don't.
0: I I would. I was gonna say, like, I wonder if they would use the title of the movie right at the end, where Brad Pitt's like, like, I don't know, something to do with you know, last time I take a. Last time I take bullet a bullet train. train. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I Or maybe, maybe it would have been better if he got like shot at the end and they're like, you took a bullet for me. He's like, no, I took a bullet train. For you. <laughs> yeah.
0: I took a bullet train. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's, well, that's, well, that's how we're going to end it. I think yep. that's it. I think that's enough.
1: You can't, you can't improve on perfection. You can't. No.
0: Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And, uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks for, uh, episode three. Sayonara.